This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. Although 2020 hasn't been the best year for everybody, it has been a very happy birthday for me because on May 3rd, Rick and Morty came back to Adult Swim. And I get to talk today to Spencer Grammer yet again after our last encounter at Comic-Con. Spencer, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I can't complain too much. I mean, Rick and Morty comes back on my birthday. We cracked a bunch of jokes last year at Comic-Con where we asked you, um, what was it? You know, one of those weirdo questions that Daryl Hammond went off about regarding uh, the porno parodies since those had become such a huge thing. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, the the funny part was is that Justin confirmed there was one, which terrified me. So, you know, it, it fits with the series. <laughs> there, there are. Actually, I've done my research, actually, and I was, like, quite surprised. Uh, and you didn't the, even make it to um, the dark web. You just went to the regular Internet. I just went to the regular <laughs> Internet. I haven't been on the dark web yet, but I'm sure I'm going to figure out how to do it while I'm in quarantine, right, just, like, hanging out. Isolation? What are we calling it nowadays? Uh, no. Uh, our California governor. Isolation gov of 2020? There you go. Our California governor is calling it uh, safer at home. You know, it puts a nice little twist safer to it. Safer at home. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, euphemism. Make it sound a lot nicer than what it really is. Uh, to catch people yes. up that don't remember, you're playing Summer Smith, yeah. Morty's 17-year-old uh, sister. So, you know, you're back again with this series. I am, yeah, and I and and hopefully we'll be for the rest of it as we go along. You know. Oh, this this thing is running forever. <laughs> That's a good one. I know, and I feel like so lucky that. This is, I get to, it's like the only thing you can probably do, like animation you can record in a booth somewhere and send it to somebody and they right. can tweak it. Um, that like doesn't require any kind of like crew to be there. So <laughs> we, I mean, apart from, you know, so everyone's, we're still going on with the seasons. Like I think Dan Harmon posted something where they're working on writing season five, six. So like, you know, you'll continue to get Rick and Morty for <laughs> however long this will be going through this. Um, it won't halt our production. <laughs> so. Which is great. And I think animation's finally going to get the respect that it deserves through all of this because, you know, all the animators. Honest, yeah. Because yeah. you get to work from home. I mean, yeah. Nancy Cartwright's been a 10-year-old boy for 33 years. So true. you can be a 17-year-old forever. <laughs> I, as long as you like drink lots of tea, I guess, you know, like, so you can't be like smoking pot every day if you're going to be a 17 year old boy girl for the rest of your life. <laughs> a 17 boy girl. I don't know. Listen, who knows what's going to happen with summer as we go along. I love, I continue to love, like, I forget sometimes that they throw little weird things in that we never go back to with summer. Like, I was watching the Pickle Rick episode. I just put Rick and Morty on yesterday because sometimes I just watch it to kind of remember, like, all the titles of the episodes. But I put the Pickle Rick episode on, and I was remembering that, like, 
you know, Summer was huffing enamel. And, and like, I was like, you know, Summer, like, goes through a few experimental phrase, phases in her experiences, especially that season was so great with the divorce. I just really loved that. And, like, the the idea that, like, Beth was going to – could possibly have become a clone of some kind and, like, all those things. I mean, I also love, like, when there's evil Morty, like, I'm still waiting for evil Morty to come back, you know. I want to I wanna know – you know, all those things. I just really, I really love the show. I think it's so smart. And I also like really speaks to me, I think, because I kind of grew up with a lot of, I think, similar influences as Justin. And so, um, you know, in terms of like music choices or like all comedy, like we, I, he's just great. Like right. he's, he's so fantastic. And so is Dan, like just amazing genius uh, entertainers, like storytellers and, and creators. And it also helps that you're one of 900 children, so that you know. <laughs> so humor's got to be one twisted of the at home. Children in my family, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, true. It's true, indeed, indeed. Yes, there are many of us grammars floating yeah. around the zeitgeist of uh, right. of entertainment now. Just you wait. There's more coming. <laughs> right. Your your you dad created rid of us. <laughs> That's because your dad created his own army. Yeah, there's small <laughs> army of grammars. <laughs> We're coming to take over Hollywood, okay? <laughs> Slowly but surely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I I don't know. No, it's true, though. I, I wonder when we're all going to, like, form one kind of, you know, Voltron <laughs> of grammars. The mega grammar. <laughs> the mega grammar. <laughs> <laughs> becomes this like entertainment like takeover, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're, we I think we're all a little bit like, you know, my I, we're all very, very. I'm, I'm super weird and creative. I think I don't know if I'll ever like fall into, into like a Kardashian world. Yeah. I'm. I think Rick and Morty is like potentially like the, the perfect thing for me because I am a little bit like you know, uh, isolationist at times and like the quarantine, to be honest, like right. hasn't been much of a change to the way I normally <laughs> believe. So, so, sounds like me like, too. No comic on this year. Right. Like, Unfortunately, no comic on this year. Unfortunately, I know I love comic con and I was really sad when I found that out last week. Um, because I feel like it's such a great part of the experience, especially for fans and for this show. Like we don't, you know, we rarely get to all be together in the same room anyway um, as the actors. So for us to, like, be in an interview room together and, like, bounce around town and meet all the fans together and be able to, like, have these signings or, like, our weird cast table reads. And it just really gives us so much spirit and, and excitement about the future of Rick and Morty and Adult Swim and everything. Oh, absolutely. I, I have to tell you, I knew the show was going to be a hit when I first heard about it. Because the very first thing out of my mouth was, well, that's a stupid idea. I can just go watch Back to the Future. And that's when I knew it was going to be a hit. Because anytime I think something's a bad idea, it's going to hit big. And then, of course, I watched the first three episodes and I was just like, well, no, it wasn't a stupid idea. They they really nailed it. I know, because that first episode was like, you got to get the seeds. It's way up in your butthole, yeah. Like, way up there. Like, I mean, honestly, it's just that they push it. They push the comedy yeah. so far, but it's, like, so good and funny. I mean, I mean, some of the, some of the lines are so intelligent. Like, he, he's like, I thought they were robots. He was like, he, I mean, bureaucrats. 
<laughs> it was great. It was great stuff. Like, you know, it's great. It's smart. It's um it's like just such a great uh show to be a part of, you know. And well and and I also think in some ways, you know, I've had questions like the show's gotten darker over the years and I'm like, Well the world's kinda dark right now <laughs> you know, in some ways we're just tapping into like a real a reality that's a, of a, of a certain point of view, but I think the specificity of that allows um, kind of the universality of it in a way. Universality, right. that's not a word, Spencer. We'll make it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll make it up. No, there's a, in, in some universality, there is a universality. <laughs> so, um, no, I mean, I really think that, you know, Dan and Justin have such a clear perspective on what it is they're telling and then right. the character journeys that they go on and they're so, such masters of their, their craft <laughs> and then they're allowed to have that creativity within the realm of Adult Swim because there's a, they're a really wonderful network to work for that it gives a lot of freedom to their creators. Um, and so it's just, I think it's allowed for, you know, you're either going to really like it or you're maybe not going to like it, but it's going to be something that stands out. And I think in comedy, it's really important that you don't water it down. Absolutely. You know? um, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I love... That's my diatribe. <laughs> well, it, and it's fitting. <laughs> But the problem is I, I love Justin and I hate yeah. Justin because he's so freaking talented that like when he's delivering Rick's lines, it it sounds like it's improvised. It does not sound like it was on the written page. And like I love yeah. him for it and it I, my, my hatred comes from jealousy and envy. Yeah, you know? yeah, agreed. <laughs> Agreed. He's so good. I know that he can do it, that he does both. Like right. he does both Rick and Morty. Like, come on. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't, I can't deny that's like beyond anything I could imagine. And it's so, you know, I mean, I, I, I just, I, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. And I love seeing like Morty grow up a little bit as mm -hmm. we've gone on in the seasons, you know, like, like he's just by, by default, by, by habit, you know, he's yeah. learned Rick's uh, ways um, and then sort of they embrace their, um, you know, codependent relationship in a way <laughs> and move through it and like feed off of it. And it's like really interesting. And, and, and it's not like, it's not like, you know, Morty, I guess cause Morty's never really making Rick do anything, you know, Rick's always just ingratiating Morty and forcing Morty to do things. And Morty just continues to go along with it. And so it's like the perfect codependent, like narcissistic, <laughs> you know, supply relationship and it works for them. But let's be honest, how many of us you know. got along better with our grandparents than we did our own parents sometimes? That's true. That's yeah. that's true. I yeah. agreed. I think you're, yeah, the grandparents <laughs> are the best part of, of being a parent, yeah. right? And then with, with Summer's character, you know, Summer's grown too. She's not just the the mean older sister anymore. She is, she's got some depth to her as well, which is really refreshing to every older mean sister that's come along in cartoons the last five to ten years. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, she's she's cool, but not super cool. You right. know, she's not like cool in the way that she suppresses her younger brother, but she's she's cooler than he is because she's more intelligent mm -hmm. in a way um, and a little bit more, <laughs> should I dare say, woke, I guess. <laughs> Which is why Rick Terrible. doesn't take her on as an, on as many adventures. Exactly. Yeah, because she would um, 
<laughs> tell him he's full of shit. Right. <laughs> she doesn't. She's also similar to Rick. I think. Right. I think the women in the family get the Rick genes. <laughs> you know, like Summers, like Rick, uh, Beth is like Rick, and so we sort of it's handed down through that side of the family. I mean, I do see as as I start to look at that, and I've been watching. I was like rewatching season three a little bit yesterday, but I was I was thinking like. Summer's, like, really embracing being more like Rick, more than I was expecting. (laughs) You know, in terms of, like, killing people and murdering and, like, living alternate realities and, like, experimenting with drugs. Like, she's definitely got the Rick gene, you know? And I wonder if she does, like, traverse the the multiverse and dimensions at some point like Rick does, you know? And then we'll just... Maybe Summer's a clone. Ooh, that would be impressive. Now, but now, like, there has there has to be like, and and feel free to pitch this to to you know Justin and Daryl, and they'll sit there and go, "Now he's an idiot." Uh, where Summer not only gets her own clones, but she gets her own Morty. Oh, Summer gets a Morty. <laughs> yeah. but Summer gets a Morty episode. There you go. <laughs> Who's Summer's Morty? <laughs> I don't. Like, is it Morty, Morty, or does she get somebody like Morty? I think it has she to be Jerry. A Morty. She gets a Jerry. Yeah, I think Summer's Jer- Summer's Morty is Jerry. Yeah. that's true. Yeah, I do think that episode where she was like, "Are you asking me for money, Dad?" <laughs> <laughs> Summer and Jerry episode was pretty cute. I mean, I yeah, I feel like I really. I love this family, I think, as much as everyone else does at this point. Um yeah. and I and I and I love Summer and and uh her I don't know, like she really keeps me in touch with my uh like the person I remember being at sixteen or seventeen, um, who thought I could do anything and the world and I was invincible and like I was going to take over the world. And in some ways I feel like summer is like, cool. I'm just waiting it out until I get out of here. Right. Which is probably going to be forever. Um, which you don't realize you're waiting it out until you get out of here in each life you're going through, <laughs> whether you're a teenager or a 20 year old or your own, you're become a parent yourself, you know? And then, and then you count, you know, instead of the four years of high school, the 18 years, it gets them to college. Exactly, exactly. You're like, okay, I kept you alive this long, and now taught you all I know, you must leave now. You must leave and venture into the world. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Well, since you're from the village of grammars, yeah, do do you get to sit there and, like, look at how you treated your siblings and go, oh, that would be a great pitch for a story arc in this point over here. Oh, that would fit over here in episode 17. That one works better, you know, on this side of, of the story arc or that sort of thing. Or you just let them do their thing, come in and, you know, bust it out. I mean, I have, like, a lot of siblings <laughs> who are a lot younger than I am. Um, like, like I have siblings who are younger. I have an eight-year-old who are younger than my son. Right. So his aunts and uncles are younger than he is. <laughs> Yes, Um, but it's sort of like their cousins, so it would be weird if I was having, like, you know, for that fraternal, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, yeah, like uh, a sibling rivalry with, with like, uh, my three-year-old brother, you know? Like, that would be kind of strange. But I can see, like, you know, I had, 
I had my sister Greer and my sister Madison are eight years younger than me. So I did spend time with them. And, you know, in terms of that stuff, I just mostly like my poor sister Madison, I would like jump out of the bathroom with like a mask on and scare her. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Um, and she still has nightmares about me jumping out with like a scary mask on. I mean, like a paper mache mask, right. not like a mask that was like a werewolf. Okay, like right. it was just like a weird, you know, like avant-garde polish Chanel, like you know, Mardi Gras mask. Basically, okay. you know, wasn't it wasn't terrifying. It wasn't like you know Jason or anything right. like a, a hockey mask, but. Um, um, so those things are funny. I mean, I wish I did see summer torture Morty more like at school. <laughs> right. That would be funny, right? <laughs> although, although it would be funny for you to have a natural sibling rivalry with your three-year-old sibling. But yeah. <laughs> that, that would be also funny. Yeah, Beth, Beth comes back. She's got like a, a. They have another child suddenly, and it's an episode about like, do we leave this reality or not? <laughs> like because of my sibling rivalry with my three-year-old new three-year-old brother that I didn't know I had. Um, no, I mean, I you know, I my family is. I'd say it's probably more like an episode of Succession than it is an episode of Rick and Morty. But, but you know, I find it I find it very entertaining, regardless. Well, that's great though, because it remind you telling that story reminds me when I was a kid, uh, my friend's grandfather got remarried to like this twenty two year old lady, you know, and she was a lady because I was like six, and his you know he was eight and his uncle was a newborn. And his dad made him call the newborn baby uncle because he's like, no, that is your uncle. You still have to, you know, uh, what's we it called? Call him uncle. <laughs> you have to call him uncle? Yeah, he had to call him uncle. Insane. <laughs> yeah, see, that is actually an episode of Succession right. now. Like, right. now. No, I mean, I, I am in some ways very much like an older – like, like I'm like weird hippie older child, you know, who's like enlightened at times, you know, like I would make a sourdough starter and give it as a present and be like, this is something my dad will never use. But here, I made it for you. Like, enjoy, you know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's true. Like, you know, I make, I make all kinds of weird stuff because right. you got to keep yourself busy, you know, in well, between reading books. Well, reading books, acting, you know, narrating. I mean, you got to raise a kid on top of everything else. You know, it's not it's not like you're just sitting home and you have like your own private masseuse and, and nail technician. Oh, you know, that sounds amazing, yeah. though. Who has that? Who, I don't know. Brad have Pitt, that, don't they? Brad just, Pitt has that. I'm you just know, gonna say Brad Pitt because he's got money for it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. I mean, you wouldn't realize, but like those things probably are going to the wayside because everyone has to kind of stay separated now. Right. So you have to just, you know. But when you have like that much money, it's like in-house, you know. It's in-house, exactly. Right. Yeah, you're 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 basically a servant. I guess is what you're saying. Yeah. When do you get to the level of when you have servants right. <laughs> like who live with you? I don't know. I. I, I like doing my own stuff. You know, I like I like my freedom. It's weird when there's people always around, if you think about it. You know, they like, if you want to eat a giant bowl of cereal at, like, midnight, somebody's watching. Yeah, know? but see, that makes me nervous in you saying that because you have a child. They're always around. <laughs> That's true. That's true, yeah. but they sleep. 
You assume. Even when they sleep. <laughs> no, and they, honestly, I'm like such a, I, I, love to, I wake up earlier than everybody else and I go to bed earlier than my son does, I think, because I love the morning time. Like I love getting up early and making a cup of coffee when no one's awake. So I'll do it like, and it, and it varies depending on what house I'm in with, with whom. Like if I'm with my family and some people wake up at five, then I'm up at four. <laughs> like we're just, we're battling for who's up in the morning and having the quiet. You know, it's like a thing. <laughs> You're like, I got to beat Madison up before she scares me now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Or even my dad's like I, I think I take after my dad that way. He he has like an endless amount of energy, like he which is why he is still so prolific in his in his life. I mean, he'll he'll always be up before I am. I, I don't understand it. Like I I'd be like a teenager, he'd be like, It's time to get up and I'm like, Dad, it's five thirty He's like, Doesn't matter, even though we're in New York and you're on LA time. We have things to do today, Spencer and I'm like, Okay, <laughs> I just picture your dad using Frasier lines while you guys are growing up to try to emulate, you know, psychological uh, torture on you children. That's psychological torture. Yeah. No, I mean, my dad is a consummate artist. I mean, he 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 mostly quoted Shakespeare to me growing up, you know, um, to to be honest, really. Uh <laughs> <laughs> which is which is even even more obscure, I guess, than Frasier lines. True. Um, but we grew up watching Frasier. Like I grew up, you know. I mean, I couldn't. My family. My mom was also a dancer on Broadway. They met in New York, and so I I just grew up kind of part of that. Um, how do you call it? Like the gypsy life. I guess right. it's like the theater life. Um, if you're an artist, you're kind of always an artist. You're just making your way through. My dad was very successful and very uh, lucky. He was. We all we all were. But you know, his talent is immense. And um, I think I I just kind of you know he he's an amazing artist as well, and he is a great musician and singer. And um, you know, he's always doing stage live stage performances, which I like don't do that. I mean, I can do plays, but like, I'm not, I don't love to sing in front of people. It's not my forte. Um, but I, but I, I, you know, that's kind of uh, what, what has always brought us all together was that, um, that need to express oneself. And I think you also have to have a lot of solitude too, in order to be able to give so much to people as well. So, right. you know, we share those similarities. Well, on top you of that, always tell me you have to have one day off a week. One right. day off a week, everybody needs one because you'll go crazy if you work every single day. You have to take time for yourself to re, to refresh yourself, replenish yourself. You know. I dig it. The funny so thing I is with that. cartoons is that you know cartoons are normally associated with superhero stuff, and here you are playing on this okay. weirdo adult cartoon where your dad actually got to play a yeah. superhero. That's true. My dad get did get to play a superhero. He was he he. And that was good. he played um well, what's his, what's it called the beast, beast right yeah he beast yeah um I know <laughs> it's so funny he we've talked about that a few times um I think it's just cool to be a part of any any franchise you can get your I'm gonna be a superhero one day what are you talking about <laughs> just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no I'm I'm finishing up graduate school I'm gonna I I'm doing directing right now anyway so I'm sort of like branching into other aspects of the entertainment industry as it is right. um you know there are things I I learned about it that I um you know I I love doing animation because it's it's it it, it fulfills like a really 
amazing creative uh, experience for me. Like, I not only do I get, do, get to do great stories uh, to perform them, but I get to stretch my imagination while I do it. Um, and it's really, really wonderful for for me and creatively satisfying, but I also am not, like, recognized out in the world, so I can kind of have a, a life because I love to um, sort of be anonymous in the world, which I guess is weird because <laughs> most actors I don't think like to do that. But I'm always watching for stories. Like, I love to write and I love to, to be um, kind you- of hidden. You say that now until someone comes running up to you and going, weren't you Cat and Boone the Bounty Hunter with, with John Morrison from the WWE? <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was. I was indeed. <laughs> or like, I get recognized for, for Greek a lot. And, right. You know, I I'm I always like offer to take pictures of people. I mean, my dad has always been like a really lovely with his fans. So I, but it doesn't happen that often. It's not like that. It's not all the time, you know, and and most Rick and Morty, well, most Rick and Morty fans don't know what I look like, uh, you know, but I guess they, I could like walk around a comic book shop and like say lines from Rick and Morty and see if people think it's me. I mean, I mean, I have like a Rick and Morty card carrier as my wallet. That's amazing. So whenever I, I do, and I, and whenever I buy stuff, <laughs> people. People look at it and they go, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, thanks. Do you like the show? And they're like, yeah, we love it. And I was like, cool. Thank you for my coffee. (laughs) I I don't tell them that I'm on Rick and Morty. I don't go. But sometimes if my son is with me, he'll be like, oh, she does the voice of Summer. And I'm like, Emmett. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, you your know, son's they, your give publicist. They, give me, no, yeah, they give me this look like, like, do they think this eight-year-old is lying or telling the truth? And I'm like, no, no, I, I, I actually do the voice of Summer. And then they feel weird, right? Like, we, but then we both are awkwardly standing there talking about, and I'm like, it's a good show, right? You like right. it? Okay, cool. <laughs> I was actually in Barcelona in February, and I was at the Joan Miro Museum, and the guy at the desk was like, oh, Rick and Morty, and I was like, yeah, yeah, he's like, and somebody was like, oh, you know the show, oh, it's so good, you watch it, you drink a beer, it's great, and I was like, thank you, and then left, like, I didn't know what to do, because I just get too embarrassed, um, yeah. Anyway, oh, well, that's yeah, hilarious. That's it. I've revealed too much about my character now. Now you know. Now you know me too well. Right. Just embarrassing now. Well, th- well, no, because I, I think I got to know you well enough. When our first question was, you know, uh, after we talked to Daryl about the porn parody thing, that this is a little less that's intimate true. discussion. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know what? To be honest, porn is everywhere now. I don't even know. Like, I mean, not to, not for nothing, but like, you can get it on the library laptop, you know, and then have to explain to your eight year old that it's not always like that, you know, right. with two guys and a girl. You know, like that's also something that can happen to you when you're when you're a parent of the new age. Right. Um, and the internet is completely open to whatever. Um, the thing is, is like my son knows that if I was around, I would have kicked his butt and he was at the library with some friends and ah. a friend's parent. And yeah. Yeah. I Cause see. I'm like a hawk. Yeah. Cause I remember being a little kid and I was, I was inquisitive, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and like, he definitely is too smart for his own good. So 
you know, I, I, I also kind of feel like we need to put it in context. The reason why that was the question we asked Daryl and Justin at Comic-Con was because they only gave us one question because the, because the press room before <laughs> us ran late. So they're like, you only get one question. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so what's the perfect Daryl Hammond question to ask? And that was it. Yeah. And unfortunately it rolled over into everybody else's interview. And then everybody else had the same question. I mean, we we do talk a lot. We I don't even know if our interviews are rel- or even cohe- like coherent sometimes. Um, I sometimes feel like we have an agenda <laughs> together collectively, sometimes even against an interviewer just because we can. <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, because you do – I mean, you guys must be exhausted, too. You do so many interviews. And ask so many, like, tell me about your new TV show on sci-fi, right? Like, you ask so many the same question, and what's your character like? And and then we're doing the same thing on the other end, and eventually we just start to go crazy after well, 20, that's what, 24 hours. But that's why we need questions. to ask creative questions. Exactly. Yeah. But that's, a commitment to creativity <laughs> is an ongoing, exhausting experience, right? I mean, but yeah, that's, we sort of... We had a whole, we had like a theme running, I think, in our interviews that even the interviewers didn't know we had going on. And it had started in some other interview, which then didn't make any sense for any of the following interviews. But we continued to play this theme through it. Like, that happens, and that's, I think, just what happens when you have a group of very creative people together. Um, But anyway, that's why I love Comic-Con. It's my favorite time. Right. Of our interviewing and hanging out and being crazy. Um, I had a great time last year. So, right. And it's not like San Diego is a terrible place. No, it's not. And it's also <laughs> I just love San Diego. It's not. Yeah. No, I'm teasing. I'm just being sarcastic. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's beautiful. No, and it's it's like easy to get around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really, I like, and yeah, I really enjoy the entire it's been fun. I've been going since the beginning, you know, before, like, when, before anyone had seen Rick and Morty, we had a panel, right? And everyone was like, what's this show? Like, why are we here? And we were like, you're going to like it. Promise. Like, next year is going to be really cool, you know? And then when we finally, when it all did come around, I think we just kept everybody waiting so long for new episodes that they had to like it. It was like Stockholm Syndrome, you mm-hmm. know? It was torture waiting. I like it if we tell you to like it. It was torture waiting. But it's worth it, you know? Absolutely. You don't fall in love with the person you didn't wait for for, like, years. You you wait years. You wait. You covet them, you know? It's like, yeah, it's like falling in love. That's what I, 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 whatever, you know. That's why moms love their kids so much. They had to wait nine months to see them. Yeah, that's what they say. No, yeah. it's hor- like that's all hormones. I mean, I don't even <laughs> you can get down a whole long line of oxytocin and like, you know, endorphins and all those things that enable you to love. Right. Which unfortunately we don't whatever. have time for, but we do have time for two more exactly. things. Uh, okay, two more questions. Fill me, fill me in on the back nine. That's a golf term for people that under, don't understand, aka the second half of what we can expect from this season with Summer and Rick and Morty, and where can we find you on social media so we can connect? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mostly am active on my Instagram, which is Spencer Grammar, at Spencer Grammar. Just one word, nothing fancy. Um, and I guess to expect for the next uh, four episodes, five episodes, I don't, four? I don't remember. I think it's five. <laughs> I don't know. Someone knows. <laughs> um 
Um, yeah, because we did five, and now we're doing five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, just more, probably you're going to be disappointed, I guess. It's not going to be as good as everything else, um, <laughs> maybe. But also it's going to be really good because you're going to get more of it, right? And then you know you're going to have more after that because we have season five. We started recording, so you'll get you'll get those one day too. Um, so feel free to complain, I guess, about what you didn't like because um, there's going to be more coming that you can also complain about and or enjoy. You know, you can enjoy. I also just think it's like very it's hard. It's hard. Like they set a hard bar for themselves. A heavy, a high, a high bar is what I mean. A high bar. That is the greatest worst promotion I've ever heard. I thank you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Spencer Grammer, we can thank you, Justin, Chris Parnell, Dan Harmon, Sarah Chalk, everybody else that's involved with Rick and Morty, Sunday nights, Adult Swim Cartoon Network. Thank you so much. This was a lot more fun than Comic-Con, even though I didn't get to see you face-to-face this year. The conversation was a lot longer and a lot better. So thanks for that. Great. Nice to meet you again. (laughs) You got it. Take care. Over the phone. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs)